0: And now, the best of Pete Price. The best of Pete Price. On Radio City 96.7 and City Talk 105.9.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, now I am really excited about this interview because I've been asked to plug a brand new album called Live at the London Palladium. But I have no intention of doing that because after seeing Jane MacDonald on stage, I've got to talk about comedy. Forget the singing. I've got to talk about this new comedian who has developed into the most... Uh, a, a hater? Hater. <laughs> Hello, Jane MacDonald. Hello, Peter Price. How are you, my darling? Oh, I loved your show the other night. Oh, I thank you. I you, you. Honestly, you took... My breath away so much so that the uh, place I work on the uh, on Sunday afternoon, I was singing even I sang even now three times because oh, of you. Bless good numbers, a big Sheffield finish. You know oh, what I like incredible, incredible. Love the album, I Thank love you. the CD. And what I love about you, Jane, is one the people you carry with you. You've got three incredibly experienced singers behind mm. you and I know they're friends and they're not young things they're nice people who have been in the business and you've given them a job which they deserve but you know what I'm saying yeah yeah I'm
0: totally with you they're old pros love yeah. all of them and I keep Sue Ravy because she actually makes me look young <laughs> um, you know, because she's knocking on a bit now, bless her, and uh, she doesn't even remember when she's done a show, so I don't have to pay her or anything. Is she's... she really
1: your best friend? <laughs> she is. Wow.
0: In the whole world, and and you couldn't insult anybody like that. It's like a bit like Dame Edna and Madge. Yeah. Sue yeah. Sue so, so Ravy is my Madge, but we've known each other forever. And uh, she's just such a laugh. And Mm. she's like my comfort
1: blanket, really. Well, she made me laugh because going out, after we came round and had a glass of champagne with you, we went out and we saw her downstairs and said, you're better than her. And she went, don't tell her. (laughs) (laughs) She'll say, I know, I know, but we just let her have the limelight. (laughs) She's nuts. But what I love about it is, Jane, that it really is, it's... It's entertainment. It's mm. a show. First of all, you work extremely hard. I know you are full of cold. You're in a, you know, you went you you use yourself, but you wear on stage. But you, because you're a professional, because you people are paid good money, there's no way you're going to let them down.
0: Well, no, and it's expensive if you cancel, isn't it? Mm. But uh, you know, I mean, oh, God, years of the clubs. You know, you get a cold and you just drink some cavonia and go on with it, don't you, really? I wouldn't have said drink some cavonia. <laughs> I would have said had a barrel.
1: I actually started to laugh at that. I thought that was a running gag. I was hoping it was water, because if it
0: wasn't, you must have been high as a kite. I can't remember anything about that <laughs> particular show, actually. I must have been good, because I can't remember it. I had a great night. I don't know what anybody
1: else was doing. Oh, I promise you, your audience had a great night. Good. And What I loved about your audience, was, first of all, they're like a Michael Ball audience. They're like mm. a Joe Longthorn audience they are total fans they yeah. know how to behave when to shout when to cheer when
0: to dance and when to listen and oh. that is a gift it really is I, I mean i'm always so grateful to my fans and and blackpool for me is is oh, it's the ultimate for me it was yeah. it was where it all began for me um cuz that's when i went to number 1 when i was on summer season there all those years ago yeah and uh and, and i've just kept going back to blackpool and It's like coming home, is the Mm -hmm. opera house for me. And when you see an audience that come in and pack it out like that, wow. I mean, it was just... One of those special evenings again. But, this, you know, you said to yourself, I've got some amazing people on stage with me and the band and the singers. The show is brilliant without me in it. So, I mean, you can't fail when you've got that back up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking to
1: Jay MacDonald. She's got a new album out called Live at the London Palladium. I've got to say one one thing to you, though, mm. and it's something I've never noticed before, and I sensed it with you. I felt that in some songs you looked
0: really sad on stage. bit of tragedy, love. You know, it works for us all, doesn't it? I mean, I, I don't think you can, you can't learn experience. And and I have been through a few things in my time, um, and it's been very public. You know, it's yeah. been. But my life has been very public, and everybody knows I've been through my ups and downs. And when you've been through sort of life, you can sell. You can sell it because you you've you're living it. So I do sort of. Um, it's very autobiographical, is my show, um, and and you know, maybe this time is about. I hope this one works Mm. even now is well although I'm a better part in my life now you you don't forget what happened you know so there are many things and the losing of a grandmother on not a day goes by that's pretty painful for me to sing as well Um, So there are sort of... It's very peaks and, you know, there's Mm. there's lots of emotion in the show as well and and I love it when people let themselves go and they do have a good cry and then the next minute we're laughing because we're talking about big pants.
1: Absolutely. Mm. Um, And I also like the way you work the stage and what (laughs) I do love, because when you are sophisticated, when you finish the song, you stand in the blackout, you stand in the light and then you become Jane again and do the funnies i I love the way you took us on a journey through your act and and it was and then to finish off dancing at the end and of course the old gags are the best but being stuck in the
0: side of the stage but it works it it, but it works you know and it's true (laughs) it's true i've seen people walk out in droves because they they don't know that you're coming back yeah And they are running out to get out before everybody else because they want to get to the car park. Mm -hmm. You know, so if you tell them, you know, listen, I'm going to go off now, but I'm coming back, don't go yet. Mm -hmm. You know, it is literally saying you know because people like to know what they're doing well they're doing my shows anyway
1: what i love about live uh, at the palladium is i'm from the generation where the palladium made stars where mm. if you were on the show on a sunday night at the london palladium for three minutes you were a star overnight so the magic word of the palladium so whatever and wherever you've worked jane you still must think I've got this album at the Palladium and you can't help it. I remember somebody telling me when I I worked there with Joe Mm Longthorne and somebody said to me, when you stand on that stage, you will think of every person that's gone through because so many stars and you've got an album live at the London Palladium. You must be so excited about that.
0: I can't even describe what I feel right now. Um, This has been the ultimate thing I've ever done in my career. Um, And and if, if... You know, the reaction from London, especially London, they've seen it all in London. Mm. And, you know, working the provinces like I've done for so many years is a different animal, but when you go into London and the audience erupts like they did on this DVD, that is something... I couldn't have paid that audience to behave any better than they did. It was just truly a magical night, and it is true. When you walk out on that stage, everybody's performed there. So a little lass from Wakefield, Jane MacDonald Live at the London Palladium on dvd on cd out for christmas that doesn't happen does it to people like you and me so I'm just thrilled. I'm more thrilled that you came to see me. Actually, it was it was great thrill to see you in my audience as well. And I knew you straight away in the audience. I thought, there's Pink Brass. Oh, it's so lovely to see you. Thanks so much for
1: coming and seeing. I me. didn't mind turning down Kirby Buff's club two <laughs> spots without the bingo. You know, I, you know, forget the money. Plus that It doesn't matter for me. <laughs> now,
0: add a dumbbell. Yeah,
1: I've got. To, I've got to ask you the question. <laughs> Why did you finish with loose women?
0: Well, it's it's all very well. I've been on it for seven years, and it's been phenomenal for me. It's the biggest daytime show, and a lot of people thought I was mad to leave it. But singing is my passion, mm. and you've been to see what I do every night now. Oh, yes. I couldn't, I couldn't do the both, you know, because it's a whole year on TV as well as touring and producing and I write and everything else that goes with it and I had to really make a choice whether I was gonna stay on Loose Women or do everything else. And I just couldn't turn down the singing. That, that is such a, I lived to sing. Um, whereas, you know, Loose Women will be quite fine without me on it.
1: But your comedy was brilliant on Loose Women. You worked <laughs> that audience so well. That's what I loved.
0: Well, I don't really say much on there. I just look to camera. And I think sometimes (laughs) a look can say an awful lot more than your mouth can, really. And uh, as I said, it's been phenomenal for me. Um, I'm still going to be doing other bits of television, but not under contract all year for for all that time. And and of course, Loose Women now is part of the new daytime um, circuit now. So it's live every single day. And for a commute of five hours a day at yeah. four o'clock in the morning, I just couldn't have fitted it in with everything else that I'm, I'm planning to do next year and the year after. So I'm taking a break out, but thankfully they have left the door open, which is very good of them, and, and I'm very grateful to them for that.
1: Now you talk about your highs and lows, and uh, we won't go I, I don't want to go down the painful roads there's no <laughs> point, but what I did love uh, the other night, I noticed you now surround yourself with really nice people mm. um, down-to-earth people that are working for you, but doing the job just yeah as good but the same people that think the same as you
0: you know it's taken me a long time to find a team that actually get what you're all about and and you know it's funny when you were when i was first cast into the public eye all those years ago they put a team of people around me that were very london oriented and you know they said don't talk don't don't be funny you just need to sing you just need to and and it's funny when people like you for who you are then people come in and try and change that and I could not get my head round that and it's taken me a lot of courage and a lot of years to be able to say actually I don't think that's working for me and that's why everything is is in the J MacDonald limited company now, I've got my own team of people I've got my MD that works very closely with me, I've got my friends who are the singers like you say, seasoned performers who've done this all their lives and who I think are brilliant so you know it is, a, it's, it's People like myself—they're all from the same background—and I think that is definitely a plus in my team.
1: If you hadn't have been through that pain, do you think where you—do you think you'd be in a different place?
0: No, I'm glad everything has happened because I mean, my career has had some very big knocks, you know, with the Henrik's, you know, thing and the marriage and everything that split up there. And it taught me a great lesson, and it—and it was to—to look around and see what's going on. And and that's probably why I learned a big lesson when he, he left and I had to pick up the business and I'm so glad I learned it because, my God, there's a lot. There's a lot out there that you have to be aware of. And obviously, people like me are never going to be taken seriously as, as artists, really, on, on like uh, radio play or, you know, you know, as a credible artist as in the charts and things like that. So... What you have to do is find your strength and work to that. There are ways to be successful without being on Radio 1 and I think um, a lot of people should think that and not think that oh, God, if I'm not going to be on X Factor, then it's not going to work. There's a J- big... Go Jane,
1: Cliff Richards hasn't done too bad out of not being on exactly. Radio One. <laughs>
0: exactly. And I'd rather be a couple of quid behind him.
1: Yes. <laughs> now, you did make me, well, you made me laugh many times, but one time you did make me roar was when you told us that you were number seven in the charts, tucked between who? Coldplay
0: and Duffy. <laughs> <laughs> I yes. love that. Yes, lovely position to be in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even I said it was that. You know, it, 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 it was a fantastic, and that's fan base, that's touring. You know, when no radio playing, nothing, just out there putting your album out straight in at the top 10. And that's just with a fan base. And that's, as an artist, I've done it the old fashioned way. You know, I've just gone out there and worked and worked and worked because that's the only thing I really know what to do.
1: Do you know what's magical about you that I, I have to say? And, and before I ever met you or knew who you were, when you were on the cruise ship, it was the warmth it was uh, is this really happening to me am mm. i really walking out on the stage i can remember every bit of that oh. it was like the real person was coming over and you embraced embraced that show and and that's where you've got your fan base your strength came from that surely
0: well i was i was lucky that i had a, a, a the person who filmed it chris terrell Saw something in me that because he didn't film me as much as he did everybody else, mm. so there was nobody more surprised when I saw the finished product. And you know, he did feature me quite heavily. Um, but I I, I think because it was one of the first ever reality shows, it, it, there was nothing was preempted, everything was as it happened, and um, and then thankfully, you know, it, it came out all right for me. It could have all gone horribly wrong, really. So, I've been very, very very lucky
1: yeah they didn't play in those days to the camera the way they do now now mm. they know i mean come dine with me for instance it's not about come dine me it's about the man who does the the voiceover it's all about that yeah when you did that cruise ship it was just about the people and you really wanted to see because it was glamorous in the mm. respect that it was on the lovely ship and it was but you just yeah and i met you oh and you won't remember but i met you one night on the uh the m6 or the m1 you You'd mm. been to a gig, it was, you know, Axe used to call in for a cup of tea at three in the morning. Still do. And, yeah. <laughs> and you were with your ex. Mm. And
0: I, I said hello, as if we'd been long lost friends purely because of the cruise. Well that's lovely. And and I'm so glad that I have that reaction because, I, well you all do know me, you've seen me buy my knickers in marks and Spencers for mm. goodness sake, haven't you, on film. You know, but it, it is a lovely trait. And I always say to people, to be invited into people's front rooms every lunchtime for seven years is a great honour. And I don't take that for granted. And and I'm just very, very grateful that the fans have stayed with me for as long as, as they have. So very, very grateful to the fans.
1: And, of course, where you live, they wouldn't, uh, if you tried to get big time, they'd slap your bottom, wouldn't they? Oh,
0: flipping heck. <laughs> You're flipping right. I mean, mother only lives four doors down. She'd have been up there with the broom, wouldn't she? Oh, do you think yeah <laughs> so um, yeah I'm glad I'm glad it happened to me a little bit later in life actually because it doesn't go to your head then you know like I said it's always about the next job for me it's just right what's next you know so basically that's it. it's not about stardom or anything is it
1: your fans are such a cross-section of people I was I was gobsmacked. A mm. lot of older people that wouldn't go out at night but make mm. the effort to come and see you. A lot of... I'm surprised how many young people. Yeah. awful lot of gays.
0: I love my boys. <laughs> I love my boys and my girls, you oh, know. Lots of girls. Yes. Lots of girls. Lots of girls. What am I giving out there? I was surrounded. Lots of girls. <laughs> <laughs> but great people. I mean, I don't... I mean, it's it's great to look mm. out there and see just people of all creeds, race, everything... Getting yeah. into the, gr- gr- uh, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing to see people stood up all dancing together. You've got somebody 78 yeah. next to somebody with a Mohican and I'm thinking, good on you. <laughs> what did they talk about in the break? And several standing evasions,
1: not one or two, several standing evasions. They were up and down like a yo-yo. Oh, I was getting I fed up with you. it.
0: I know, I know. Couldn't That's get lovely. myself
1: comfortable at all. <laughs> <laughs> Are you excited about live uh, at the London Palladium? Your album and uh, I'm have, thrilled. And the CD, uh, the, the, the 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 DVD as well, which is incredible, isn't it? To have two.
0: Oh, I I, ju- I can't even tell you. I mean. Th- this is to me the best thing I've ever done, and I've been at this a long time, as you know, Peter. You know, and and you just think, well, is it ever going to come to? But if I die tomorrow, I shall be so happy with what I've produced there, and for it all to go so swimmingly well and come out as good as that. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of money on it, as you know. You know, we've we got a ten crane camera crew, cranes on it, HD. We filmed it in you know high definition. Mm-hmm. Five one surround sound. So it is the top notch. Um, and, and I'm really pleased that I, I hope it's going to be a big seller at Christmas. I think it would be an ideal Christmas gift for all ages.
1: What made you construct the show the way it did? I mean, because I know you've got the the knowledge because you've been in the business a long time, but what, what did, you, did you spend a lot of pains taking time sort of putting it together? Well,
0: it's years of experience. I mean, the club's taught you an awful lot. You know, you can be as grand as you like, but if they don't like the song, they'll let you know. Mm. Um, and I've always gone for the the big Sheffield. I've got a big voice. What people want to hear me holding a note on and, and a, an exciting finish at the end. You know, because there's not, as I said, there's not many of us out there anymore doing that. Mm. So I, I've just gone for what my fans really love me to do. I mean, the Dream Girl section, you know, with you know, and I am telling you works so well in, because it's my story. It's about a singer who marries a manager and then it all goes wrong and then she comes back fighting and people buy into that story. And, it, and I, I just love it. I would love standing up there and selling it, so I, I couldn't ask for more. And, of course, you surprised me. I didn't know you were a trained opera singer. <laughs> yeah, that, I think that's been a bit of a shock. I've only just put that in this year as well. That was Sue Ravy saying, why don't you sing a bit of mm-hmm. opera? Because
1: you mentioned you might be doing an album or do a bit more of it one day next year.
0: Maybe. Well, you never know. You know, I certainly will put a, a, a bit more classic things in the next uh, show because I'm working on a massive spectacular now to take over from this one. So of course you've got to up the game again for the next one, which will come out probably late next year.
1: But you see, even the opera. I mean, you see, even the opera, ladies and gentlemen. I've got to tell you, and I'm talking to Jane Macdonald, (laughs) who's got this new album out called Live at the London Play. Which isn't just an album; you get a DVD as well. It's incredible. But what she does is, if anybody doesn't like opera, it's a minute and a half. So you've just got just blink, and I'll be finished. I mean, you just. (laughs) It was every line. And then you went straight back into the serious side. That's what I loved. You really, it's like the Americans. I love the way the Americans in a sitcom can make you laugh and make you cry within a minute. Mm. You did that. In your show for me. I, I mean, you have converted me. Well, not converted me completely. You've converted <laughs> me musically. Impossibility. Absolutely. absolutely. Oh, I've had my moments. That's Happy another story, another way. interview. Before you go, and I don't want to take too much of your time, I've got to ask Do you get angry, cross, sad when you see programs like The X Factor, knowing that these kids have nothing to back up what they're doing apart from an organization that's going to absolutely maybe rip them off, <laughs> spit them up, and throw them away?
0: You know, anything that brings young talent to the forefront, I applaud. Um, I just wish there was more like we had, you know, like the club circuit, because we had a fantastic club circuit when we were you know, starting out all those years ago. And the only thing I really get angry with him is because he calls cruise ship singers. That is one of the hardest jobs. When you've got to go on and work on a cruise ship Mm -hmm. ten shows a week and deliver, that is a hard job. And so, if some of his singers actually went on that first to learn some experience, I think it's one. But of course, it is a very fickle, cutthroat industry now, yeah. and not they don't make stars anymore. That is a great shame. So. It it is a sad state of affairs, really. But as I said, anything that brings new talent up, I'm all for. Interesting, you say about the
1: hard job on the cruise ships. What he forgets is, and what everybody else forgets, is Mm. that if you don't do a good ship, then don't do a good show on the ship. You are locked in your cabin because you can't go and mix
0: with anyone because your life is made misery. Absolutely. And I remember working on that for eight years and every week thinking, Am I going to be off this week? Because if you get three poors. Um, three weeks running, there's no questions asked. You're off that ship. So you have to be a standard to actually maintain your job. Mm. Do you wake up pinching yourself? No, I wake up thinking, where am I this morning? (laughs) 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 And who is that? No, no, no. It used to be in the old days. But, um, no, it's... (laughs) But um, uh, I I love it. I mean, I just... Every morning I think, where I'm at today and it's it's great and I do love every minute of it. I'm sure you saw that the other night and I'm sure people will see that on the on the Palladium DVD as well.
1: Jay Macdonald, I've got to say if anybody gets the chance to see this lady live, um was it two and a quarter hours, two and a half hours? Yeah, I'm not sad. Unbelievable. Yeah, but <laughs> no dreary, boring bits. Oh good. All the cough mixture helped <laughs> enormously. Ah, ah. There's a new up I tell you what Merry Christmas, everybody. This is what you
0: buy. What is it, Jane? It's Jane McDonnell live at the London Palladium. The best of Pete Price on Radio City 96.7 and City Talk 105.9.